and welcome to the Invisible Cabaret podcast. I'm Ferrero Rochelle. And I'm Rosie Verbose. Back in pre-corona times, we began Invisible Cabaret, a variety entertainment troupe devoted to stripping away stigma surrounding mental health. We performed in venues across London and were looking forward to our first small tour of the UK. Sadly, the pandemic had other ideas. So we adapted our mission to form the Invisible Cabaret podcast. We talk to all sorts of artists about what creativity means for their mental health, thus making the invisible visible. See what we did there. Please note, we at Invisible Cabaret are not mental health professionals. If you're affected by any of the issues raised in this programme, or are struggling with your mental health in any way, we've made a list of resources for you on our website, www.invisiblecabaret.org forward slash podcast forward slash resources. I'm not sure we've streamed before. I've never streamed before. I've lived things, but I've never streamed before. Is it not the same? I suppose it is, but I've never said I've st- I was streaming. You know. Mm. Okay. I think streaming, like I'm streaming. You know, I'm streaming. But I have currently. What well, <laughs> I think we're officially live. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. Me too. We've not done a podcast recording in a couple of weeks, few weeks now, a couple of weeks. Yep. yep. And true. doing a live one is brand new. We've not decided if it's end of season one or beginning of season two. We're saying end of season one, really, end aren't we? End of season one. Yeah. Because I think in this episode, we are going to kind of wrap up, talk about our um favorite episodes and talk about how far we've come <laughs> since this time last yeah, year yeah I was gonna I was gonna ask you actually hmm. um firstly what were you doing at this time last year uh I was um excitedly getting ready for a like birthday day in London which would have been tomorrow this time last year went to go and see The Prince of Egypt, which, if I'd have known it was the last bit of theatre I was going to see, Shade Button wouldn't have chosen <laughs> Prince of Egypt. Such an amazing film, and dear Lord. It was hilarious, though, but not in the way it should have been. Um, yeah, but that's what I was doing. And then I was getting ready to see my friends in a bar. In a bar where yes, they was dancing. in a bar. Although we did end up sitting outside, I seem to remember. We did, in February. A sign of things to come. Mm, maybe. Although we weren't out there the whole time. It got too cold. It did. And we had the choice, you know. We could sit outside. Yeah. Or we could go inside. Yeah, we did have you a know? boogie. Yes, we did. What were you doing? Uh, I was getting ready for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> nice fairy dancer. <laughs> what were your plans? The same. Yeah. Yeah, same. Same as yours. Um... No, I and then I was also going to ask if you could tell last year Rosalind Ooh, yeah. anything, like what advice would you give? Oh man, you spring this on me. Um, what would I say to her? Um, I would say please do more writing because you thought the lockdown would be way more productive than it is, but also... Well done you for being gentle to yourself, but we'd like to write a book, so can we get on that, please? Okay. What about you? Uh, I think I'd say, say yes to more things. Ah. Like. But what things? Ah, I think I'm I'm answering a different question. <laughs> if I could tell okay. pre-lockdown 
Rochelle about her life pre-lockdown. Say yes to more things because you never know when it's going to be taken away from you. Um, but in preparation for 2020, I think I'd just be like, be kinder to yourself. Be gentler on yourself. That's the message, it's man. Gonna be, it's going to be one hell of a ride. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's going to be bumpy. Mm. And you're going to feel all kinds of things. Mm. Um, and just be nice to yourself because everybody is in the same boat. And I think that's something I've really struggled with this lockdown. How fascinating. Well, this lockdown, this year, um, is not necessarily the idea this is only happening to me, but that I should have prepared more. Okay. Like, oh, you should have been, oh, why are you not in a position where you could fall back on your savings? Why are you in a position where, you know, you, you could have done this and you could have done that? It's like, well... Someone said to me semi-recently, nobody's pandemic-proof. And maybe if there are some people who are, bravo. But there's not many of them. So don't beat yourself up. Definitely not the work in the arts, mate. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, I think think that's what the advice I'd give. Try and be kinder to yourself. Very interesting. We've gone for two sides of the coin there. (laughs) It's like... Be gentle oh, yeah. to yourself. Do more. But also write more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I have spent so much time, because of chronic pain, working hard on being kind to myself, sometimes I think I'm still working on the difference between self-care and self-soothing. Oh, okay. You know, in that kind of nuanced way that, like, you can't eat chocolate in your pyjamas all the time, one might say, you know, for self-soothing. Because actually, mm. self care means going for a walk and nutritioning yourself. Yeah, sometimes self care means getting up and having a shower and getting dressed for the day. Exactly, it's the tough love stuff that I have been uh, very kind with myself on. <laughs> but we're getting there. We're getting there. And mm. um, we we've had lovely Katie has has been very very nice saying smashing it already, ladies. The recording oh, was very nice. Stop. And a little happy birthday. Thank you, Katie. I think this is Katie, Katie who left a note at the end of the November show, Katie, which is one of my favourite things. Mm. Yeah. Lovely. Real, real nice. So we're off to an encouraging, encouraging start. Um, and, And very fitting questions to be asking on this time to talk day, which has... Apparently been going since 2014, and I don't think it's been on my radar really for many years before now. Has it yours? No, not on mine. No, not at all. Which is interesting because we're very passionate about mental health, but right. how has this passed us by? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Is it? I'm, I mean, I'm sure it is widely advertised. Yeah, it is, but I, um, I wonder if it's just that like we're always wanting to strip away a stigma. You know, we're always wanting that conversation to be happening. So maybe it's like, well, every day we're wanting to talk about mental health. But I think it's brilliant, especially for workplaces who, you know, it's quite hard to sort of jam in a mental health message, especially in a ethos of also deliver on these targets and that kind of thing. I think it must be great for that. And the media's really picked it up this year because of, you know, how important mental health impact the lockdown is. Exactly. I keep seeing a lot of headlines about, you know, the impact that is being had on mental health of young people, older people, everyone, just everyone, everyone struggling in their own way. For sure. And I think 
the message behind it this year, the theme, is really interesting, isn't it? It's really, I think it's encouraging. Mm. The theme is the power of small. Mm, that's right, yeah. And the idea being that, you know, it's that sometimes it's the smallest attempts at conversation that can actually have some of the biggest impact. And I think that that's good, especially for people who are not used to talking about mental health or who perhaps for this pandemic, this is their first experience of poor mental health. Right. Being able to think small and just drop a pebble in the pond of reaching out, sending a text or, you know, receiving a text and accepting it, something, something along those lines, something small or even a small act of self-care, of self-love that you might never have experienced before. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, well, for example, people taking up yoga or people not being able to go to the gym but going out for walks amongst nature or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, especially for, you know, me, um, my kind of uh, sedentary lifestyle and I would have thought really this time last year, I'm still bubbling over that at the moment, this time last year, I probably would have said that, you know, oh, a year inside, snuggled up on my own, doing things on my own time. Lovely. And so <laughs> it's been interesting to me that actually I'm starting to realise, oh, I'm a human with a body that needs exercise and fresh air and different scenery and social contact and all that mm. kind of thing. And it is those small things that once you don't have them incorporated into your schedule just generally like already that you have to seek out like for example yeah. my lovely flowers though they are birthday flowers um the fresh flowers making a massive difference to my morale and mm -hmm. you'd think flowers not gonna do that are right. they yeah they do right which i know is slightly different from the small conversation but nonetheless power of small well it's the power of small in general mm. isn't it it's the small things the little things that are going to help you get through the day mm -hmm. or help others get through their day the, the small things you can do for them um i think it's a good theme because it makes the topic of mental health which we all know can be very overwhelming sometimes especially if you're in a really bad place actually breaking it down into bite-sized chunks like that's actually really helpful and really powerful and um productive i think as a as a theme as a concept for sure yeah the idea that i was asking myself earlier you know with the power of small when i was thinking about it is there such a thing as too small and i guess for the purposes of this Ooh. theme you have to answer no that any small attempt as you say at a conversation is better than none mm. that it could be absolutely poultry to your understanding or in your head why even bother that's so small but it could make more a difference than you realize yeah absolutely katie says that it was katie note katie by the way she said busted oh. um she says that she <laughs> found solace in watching things that make her cry with laughter rather than despair oh i love that a good cathartic cry but for something positive Yes, yeah. I like that. Get the old tear ducts working and releasing what they streaming. need to release. Streaming. There it is again. <laughs> You're a wordsmith. I am. <laughs> Can you think of an example from your life, Rosh, where you've 
had an um an experience of something small in mental health terms that has made a difference to you whether that's a habit or a conversation yeah i yeah so i literally these past 3 days for me for, actually it's a very small thing mm. but it's made such a huge impact is having a bedtime routine and that's that very small in the grand scheme of things you know having mm. It was actually going to be one of the things I was grateful for this week. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> That's all right. Spoiler. <laughs> um, but yeah, allowing myself to wind down at night okay. instead of looking at my phone, instead of looking at the screen, the harsh blue light, doing a little bedtime yoga routine, just 10 minutes just to allow myself to switch off and process. And honestly, I've been doing it the last three nights have been a game changer. Mm. Um just by having a little bedtime routine. And that just allows my anxious brain to kind of whir down. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a very recent thing. I also would argue, not that I'm rejecting it as an answer to the question, but although it may feel small in the grand scheme of things, even the word routine feels massive to me. Yeah, it has only been three days, so I don't know if that really counts as a routine yet. <laughs> No, fair, fair. And I suppose it is made up of small changes. Yeah, a set of small, you know, incremental steps. Yeah, little tweaks, incremental. Yeah, that's key, isn't it? I'm just thinking as well for like, you know, especially if you're going through depression or like, I don't know if you found that January was ridiculously hard for um, lockdown blues, but I think I saw lots of conversations where people were saying that they were really struggling um, a combo of the weather and, you know, just fatigue from lockdown as well. Um, just like, can it be over already? But that kind yeah. of depression can make you feel like everything is a massive, massive deal, can't it? Yeah. Um, you know, so even a tweak like changing your bed sheets or just hygiene stuff, and that can be really tough if you're struggling, in which case the small things feel massive. But they are, oh, Chris, Chris has popped along. Hi, Chris, oh, hi, nice Chris. to see you. Um, but yeah, even though small things can feel massive in a maybe off-putting way. Yes, so they feel bigger than they are. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So something like having a shower in the morning, mm. putting, on a, putting on clothes, actually quite small things, but feel huge and feel overwhelming. Definitely. In which case, the small assistance that you can get from other people is absolutely vital and is huge, but in a good way. Okay. What sort of things do you you mean? So, for example, um, when... I'm going to get really deep here. Go. Um, when I, a couple of years ago, lost my flatmate uh, to suicide, and that was the lowest, one of the, you know, obviously the lowest points of my life, and the little things of having a friend, a very good dear friend to pop around with a care care package of sorts or um, just call me just to see if I was okay mm -hmm. or to offer to cover a shift for me. You know, just something, something, I, I didn't even need to say yes, but just the, the fact that offer was there, mm. the fact that someone was looking out for me in any way, shape or form was enough to make me feel good enough about the situation I was in mm. that I could get up and, you know, face the day. Mm. And thinking about it from a, 
a friend point of view, that's so easy to think, God, when someone's going through, especially something like grief, any mm. kind of bereavement um, yeah. or loss of, of, of the varying sorts, you think a text is all, you can tell yourself it's insulting, can't you? That, you yeah. know, for goodness sake, she's going through so much. Why the hell would she want me to be like, um, and yeah. obviously there are other ways of texting somebody because if they're not all right, then don't ask them yeah. if they're all right, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 There are other ways of approaching it, like thinking of you or yeah. will you let me know if there's anything I can do for you, that kind of thing. And then I guess it's being accepting of the fact that you might say no or you're not in the place to even reply yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. you don't know the good that you've done with that text yeah exactly it might be that for three days you're not able to even pick up your phone so of course you're not going to reply but the moment you do pick up your phone you go oh my gosh this person was thinking of me Mm. this person checked in Mm. this person was so kind you know for no apparent reason you know other than you know they're my friend and they were thinking of me I'm already seeing the depth of the power of small as a theme because initially I was kind of like oh yeah that's a theme all right but now I'm thinking (laughs) about it the depressed brain or the brain that is going through something whether it's got too much adrenaline or cortisol or blah blah or, or or what else it can perceive those things completely differently can't it so who are we to say that our actions are small yeah because on the flip side depression could tell you that everything's too small or like you said too big that you you can't face it even when they are small yeah yeah small is in the eye of the beholder maybe that's the message just to dial back for a second please talking about the power of small Mm. when um experiencing grief i feel like that's very pertinent for this pandemic isn't it because there's going to be so many people experiencing grief Mm. especially and in lots of different ways because like we said in one of our previous podcasts I can't remember which one there's been a lot now um we're experiencing all different kinds of loss it's not only bereavement but you know it's also potential you know loss of relationships loss of friendships loss of freedoms loss of work livelihood yeah yeah and just loss of normality that can be enough can't it yeah. Oh my gosh, so much. So yeah, the power of small in relation to grief and, and experiences of loss actually are not small. It's massive. It's massive. Yeah. So I guess then that's the, the takeaway. I just don't, from what we've said, I don't want people to get into the mindset of like, oh, a small text actually could be huge, so I better not send it, <laughs> you know? Because ah. I think, because obviously <laughs> the power of small is also like small as in manageable right so that opening up that tiny crack in the door to talking about mental health might also do nothing it might not be what people need to hear right now but you just don't know do you oh this is so interesting because on the um time to change twitter they were sharing a story um a guy named tom uh who was saying that actually the power of small could actually be you know, monumental in the future. So even if you have no experiences of poor mental health or you don't know anybody who's going through, you know, who is feeling particularly bad right now, just talking about mental health in general in some small way could 
unlock something in the future down the line that you're you know you'll be so glad that you had that small conversation yeah or you know you checked in with someone a few months ago because it might be that you checking in a few months ago when actually they're doing all right means that they can count on you in the future to open up bigger conversations sure. or you know who to go to for when you're struggling 100 percent. yeah so yeah it doesn't have to be a for now thing but like maybe just small conversations small checking in um small actions could be you know very helpful down the line indirectly as well like I don't know why this has popped into my head but the example of um say in a workplace and someone makes a joke along the lines of calling someone a nutter or saying oh in my relationships I tend to go a bit psycho or, you know, all those really commonplace things. And a small little peep from the back somewhere going, actually, that's quite a complicated term, you know, or that's not cool. Can we can we not, please, use a different word? Um, and it might sound like it's so small not to quibble about, but that's the kind of thing that can make a massive difference. And you don't know who's around who hears that and then feels yeah. comfortable in the future talking about stuff they wouldn't normally. Yeah, because it's all a, a ripple effect, isn't ripple it? Because it might not be the person who said that word is, you know, changed. It could be the person who sat next to them thinks, huh, I would have used that word too. Maybe I'll do some research into why I shouldn't. Or could come up. it could come up in a conversation another time and someone else remembers that, you know, someone said that. Totally. And there'll be somebody else who thinks, oh, F you, PC crew, let me live my life and that's fine. <laughs> It's not for you, babe. Um, uh, Chris says, I think for me, everything in terms of depression has been amplified a thousand folds. So that's what we were saying before. And I think just the little text makes all the difference. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Katie agrees. And like a domino effect. Um, oh, and Katie says, I wouldn't wish, wish any degree of mental struggle on my worst enemy. It sucks. It does. It really, really does. Because at the end of the day... It's always you on your own, facing your brain. And in which case, it's a reminder to the rest of us that the little things do make a massive difference. And repeated actions as well. Because I know that after a while, like, for example, with some of the cabaret girls, I back off sometimes. Because I'm quite, I'm you know, I'm a, a sensitive bean, but I'm also someone who doesn't want to get in the way or, or be annoying. I've got a bit of a fear of being too irritating from my <laughs> days as an evangelical where I was always like have you heard the good news and so I'm you know trying to dial back a little bit um <laughs> but uh I think sometimes I hold back on asking people if I haven't heard from them in a while you know are you okay mm. because I've asked them are you okay before or I've texted I'm thinking about them and really there should be no harm in the repetition should there even if it's not something ah. anyone can okay go on go on that's interesting yes I agree with you, but I also think if someone's not replied, that can also be a small sign. Mm, okay. That can be a small sign that they're not up for talking right now. You know, there's also the power in the small of of no reply or of a small reply saying, I'm okay, but not right now. Um, I think... Hard to know, isn't it, though? It, it is. is quite hard to know. It is quite hard to know. But I think as much as we can, just kind of respecting each other's journeys. And but I, I agree. I do think that, you know, checking in every now and again 
is a good idea, but it could be that all of those small checking-ins actually become something that's quite overwhelming. And if someone is quite overwhelmed, they might not be able to say, actually, no, I can't, I can't have these conversations every day. Like, Definitely. And that should be something that you can hear. Um, in which case, then maybe for me, it would be a question of uh, sending a message and then letting that be that. Um, sending a message saying, I hope you know I'm here for you. I've got to keep my phone on if you ever want to chat. Yeah. yeah. That's been one thing, actually, as an example for me of when... So one of my best friends who I've who has been my best friend since I was about 16, we don't even talk super regularly anymore, but I always know he's there mm-hmm. because he he knows the struggle. He's like, he's done... He's done the hard... Uh, slog of mental health struggle and so Mm. whenever he spots that I'm in not a good place or if he sees something I don't know on my Instagram he's kind of like I know Roz and I know that looks like not okay Roz Mm. he'll he'll text me saying I'm leaving my phone on loud that's it just be like normally he puts his phone away in a different room because he's got sleep hygiene ew who is he um but sometimes he will text me and say I'm keeping it under my pillow on loud anytime you call me. I know, I know. That's been a lovely, a lovely um, expression of love and and safety. It's about making yeah. people feel safe, isn't it, to talk? And that's small. Very small. That's small. Yeah. But also big. Mm. 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 Oh, this theme is so complex. Who knew? Not me. Me Who being knew? like power small. Eh. Um, <laughs> yes, um, Chris is saying that sometimes also people will go, I'm fine. The classic, I'm fine. And it's a question of when you go, but are you though? Mm. And when you say, okay, I'll take you at your word. That's hard for me. That's a really hard one to work out. Um yeah, Katie's saying sometimes you just need brain power to engage that maybe more than you have. Yeah. Oh, so much. Yeah. But then, you know, that's kind of the benefit of not necessarily replying right away and being able to take some time away because it might be that you might not have brain power right now, but in a few days, in a few... And, and having people who care about you who understand that. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than thinking that there's no one you can talk to about certain things I haven't I'm really lucky because I haven't felt like that in a while but I definitely have had points in my life especially in my younger years when I was first experiencing mental health problems um that I went from being this happy chirpy you know social little lady to honestly thinking that I was slowly going insane and I didn't even, you know, what does that even mean? But I was like, whatever it means, it's happening to me. It's, this is yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it it's terrifying when you think that that's something you can't share with anyone because what will they think of you? That's a big one, isn't it? What will people think of you? Yeah, you are very lucky that, that you have people in your life that you feel like you can go to. If, if yeah. you didn't, we've learned. I, I mean, I've definitely learned this year that there are... There are now apps and text services right. that you can reach out to that are removed from the situation. Which is sometimes just what the doctor ordered. Right. Especially if you're worried you're going to feel like a burden to someone yeah. that, um, that you love. 
Although we will still be talking about power of small and stripping away stigma, one of our biggest ways of stripping away stigma is obviously doing this podcast is our hope um, <laughs> and our aim. Uh, that's why we started doing it, apart from keeping ourselves creative and relatively um, on an even keel. Yeah. Uh, because we'd been talking about starting a podcast for a long it's while so and joking about it. Isn't it? Like, it's just so frustrating because I feel like we were talking about it before it was cool. You know, we were like, yeah, we want to do oh. a podcast. And then yeah. we just never did. <laughs> and now we have. <laughs> yeah. But so is everyone. So is everyone else. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but then you figure, well, if everyone has one, then we should have one. And Too there's right. an end on it. And I've actually um, really enjoyed it. Me too, man. It's been an absolute joy and really one of my highlights of 2020, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Not that there are a great many to choose no. from, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but it's up there. It's up there. It's also been lovely because it means we've had a regular commitment to talk to each other. Yeah. Which I've been very grateful for. Yeah, me too. But it's also meant that we can really make the most of online platforms to talk to each other. Because we had kind of been experimenting with that in general because... Uh, Ros lives out of London and m the majority of our rehearsals have been in London so we've been playing around and uh, obviously with chronic pain sometimes traveling in and out of London big yeah, big ask for you. yeah big big old yeah. ask so um we've been kind of playing around with online uh platforms to run rehearsals with and we've been doing it yeah. I feel like we've been doing it from the very first one I remember you and I remember you and Petit Pois and Tootsie um, doing a rehearsal with ukuleles that, from yeah, afar, with which I don't know. Mixed yeah, I don't know if that one went great, but it's very hard to jam over over live with lags um, recording. Yeah, <laughs> but we've been, you know, we've been giving it a go. We've been trying for as long as Spoonies possible. Spoonies have been on the ground floor of this. Exactly. I'm telling you, ask any person with chronic pain or chronic illness. And they'll usually, unfortunately, have a story of how their university or their job said they couldn't possibly work from home. Oh, but and now, now all they of a sudden can. they found work. Mm. 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 Yeah. But anyway, uh, regardless, it's um, it's wonderful that we kind of were already thinking about it because it was meant our transition was a bit easier. Yeah. The show's less so, obviously. Right. Um, yeah. That has been something that we've we've thought about. And continue to think about long yeah. and hard. Depends on how long these lockdowns last, doesn't it? Yeah. A, a lot of people have, have given it a go and have had really, you know, have, have had good success with it. It's not something I feel massively comfortable with. I feel more comfortable being on a stage, being, you know, in with people in front of me. Um, mm. And that's just my my personal feeling about it. So oh, um, I think it's definitely something we're still going to explore. If it's going to be the new the new normal... We're just going to have to figure out a way of, of doing it. But ideally, yes. I mean, we're loving doing the podcast. I say we. No, we are. No, you can speak. You can speak yeah, for us. We're loving doing the podcast. And we have such a lineup for season two. Especially for those of you out there who are either following Invisible Cabaret because of like being on the burlesque scene or just are interested in burlesque in general. We're going to be blessed with some some familiar faces. We probably should think about mm. wrapping up soon and doing our little gratitude section. But before we do the gratitude section, I mm. was wondering, so we look back, season one in review, 
Yeah. What has yeah. been, maybe not your favourite season one episode, but one that, you know, has stuck with you for a while? Well, I'm, I've am i got the fortune of um, putting together the little, uh, like, tastery video things that go on our Instagrams and our socials. So it's maybe a bit fresher in my head. One thing I had, um, I was really pleased to revisit our episode with Blue Monday, our lovely Blue Monday, yeah. about um, capitalism and the effects on our mental health. Mm. Because she really knows her stuff. Oh, she does. You know, it's a big, a big thing to talk mm. about. And then she still managed to end up fascinating us with her talk about cyberpunk oh. and... And so eloquently as well. Oh goodness me! Yeah, so that was a Yum. that was a bit of a highlight for me. I think <laughs> one from you. What 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 strikes um, you? The one that has sparked the most conversations, actually, amongst me and oh, my girlfriends, yes. has been um, the conversation with Didi Lafemme um, oh. about uh, you know loss of libido in lockdown and you know the the lack of shame in that and I was just having a conversation with with a few of my girlfriends about it and they were yeah just really fascinated about it and and it was a really interesting perspective that we hadn't you know really thought about isn't that interesting that it again it takes somebody else to have done the hard work of the chatting about it initially and then you can just go have you heard about this yeah uh, what do you think of this which is potentially a really good way of broaching mental health with somebody if you're not sure how to. Huh. Or if you think someone's struggling, but they're always very like, can't possibly talk about it, or everyone's got it worse than I do, so I can't possibly complain. Maybe slinging them a, I'm not saying our podcast, but you know... I'm not, not <laughs> no, saying like, that. Um, uh, I leave it up to you. Um, but like a link or like Bryony Gordon's got a new book mm. coming out about mental health, you know, that kind of thing. She'd be like, what do you make of this? Yeah. Maybe that sort of thing of like pushing somebody else's conversation their way. Yeah. Might be a, a very attainable small thing that you could do. Because it sparks up conversations that you never thought you'd be having or you never would even think yeah, about. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Or you might be too bashful to talk about right. if it came from you. It doesn't have to be your experience then, does it? It can just be like general, yeah, people experience this. Nod, nod, wink, wink. Yeah, I like it. Oh, Katie's loving the Bryony Gordon. Um, th there is such a lovely conversation going on here. I'll, I'll have to... Um, uh, you'll have to to get a look at it because it's lovely. Katie and Chris need to be friends, basically, oh, is what I'm picking yay! up here. Yay! Vibing. Um, and Chris says, the more I talk to you guys, the more I'm looking forward to seeing a show whenever that may be. Oh, Chris! Chris, we'll get up you a front throne, and mate. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Watch out because I will pick on yeah. you. <laughs> she does do that. MC Mischief. Um, Lovingly. <laughs> <laughs> lovingly oh yes very lovingly um the other one that I really loved like in terms of pure candor and like really really getting to the 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 hard deep stuff um was the episode with Robert Hallow mm. because he really really opened up about a lot of stuff that normally you'd have to wait a long time to hear from people you know what I mean yeah he was just really, really up for talking about what he did find hard and, and also talking about the stuff that he was ashamed of. And mm. I thought that was, like, spine-tinglingly beautiful. Yeah. That's one that stuck out in my memory that as well. That was lovely. And also a lovely opportunity to catch up with him. He's a good dude. Yes, yes. Um, also, yes. big shout-out to the episode with my dad. How could we not? How could we not? If you haven't listened to the episode with Brian, 
please do yourself a favour. <laughs> and don't we all wish we had a therapist like Brian, man alive, or a dad like Brian? Or the catchphrase that Matt coined was, we could all be a little bit more Brian Thomas. Oh, I love that. We could all be a little bit more Brian. Right, gratitude. Go on. Yes. Uh, what are we grateful for? I Mine was threefold. Uh, the first one was my bedtime routine, which I've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one was going to be um, this podcast. Very grateful for this podcast because it's scratched the creative itch and has meant I get to chat to lots of very interesting people. And it's just been yeah. wholly enjoyable. And I've really loved season one and I can't wait for season two. And the third thing i'm grateful for is you dear rosie oh stop. because yesterday was your birthday and um i was just thinking about it when i was writing your little birthday shout out post and i was like huh oh bless you huh you know if it weren't for you i don't think this would be happening you know you're a good egg bless you that's really really lovely of you thank you Rosh. there you go so my gratitude this week has been um, the little walks that I've been on with my dog, which I'm not sure I've said on the podcast yet, but Aww. I'm really grateful for them. I'm trying to do them a bit more regularly and um, it's been a challenge at times, but every time I do do it, I make a point of paying real attention. My mindfulness thing is the colours that I see. So especially flowers, but in the winter it's been like leaves and frost and that kind of thing. And I get joy from her joy as well, her little waggy tail. So even if I'm not feeling joyful, she does it for me. Yeah. So that's my gratitude. She's pretty fantastic. She is, it's true. I'm definitely grateful for Tati. (laughs) Katie has said her gratitude is being part of this wonderful interaction. Thank oh, you all. Oh, Katie. Bless you, Katie. It's a delight to have you here. Yes, we're very, we're very grateful that you've all jumped on this live stream and, and joined us this evening. We didn't have chance for Faze the other day where she had a Burns Night Supper. <gasps> Do you remember that week that we said about um, like focusing on your five senses? Oh, yeah. Gratitude? And Faye said um, that she had a full Burns Night Supper with the fam. She had veggie haggis, neeps and tatties, which doesn't sound right in my accent, but there we go. Um, the good one for taste and whichever sense is used for feeling full, which is a touch. Um, <laughs> and grateful that even though we have our moments, my family is together. Oh, How beautiful. That is lovely. Also, don't sleep on veggie haggis. Oh, it is. I would sleep on any kind of haggis. No, don't sleep on it. It's amazing. Veggie haggis oh, for the win. No. It's incredible. No. I'll take you away. It's like it. stuffing. It you joy. It's just like stuffing, but not. It's really good. Do you want, do you want another gratitude? Yeah. So Evangeline Lepom, who is another burly babe, has said, I'm so grateful for the enthusiasm and motivation of my friends wanting to continue doing activities together during lockdown. Such queens. My girl Effie Marmont is an MUA, a megabartiste. And uh, Evangeline herself is a former ballerina who has always been useless at stage makeup. So she suggested doing a skill swap Zoom the week that she messaged which is just what she needed 
She spent time putting a look together for me and researching products that best suit my skin. How sweet is this? And I really enjoyed putting together a ballet lesson for her and can't wait to see her develop. I love the way women lift each other up and happily invest time and effort into helping each other. I am genuinely so grateful for it. Oh my god! Isn't that wonderful? What a gratitude! Oh, it's made me feel I know. <sighs> I know. Oh, that's and so actually, lovely. when I was looking on the. I know. And when I was looking on the Time to Change website earlier, um, one of the things that it suggested that you could do for Time to Talk was a skill swap, um, which is not something I've ever thought no, about doing. Neither. Maybe that's something we can think about for the future. Mm, watch this space. Natalie Coop says that she's grateful for friends looking out for her work-life balance. That sounds very good and important. There's one more gratitude that I've got here. Anyway, do you want to hear it? Yeah. It's from my mum. Oh! And she made a point of writing it out this week so that I didn't have to say it in my own words. So she says, oh no, I am so grateful for you, Rosie. You are, I haven't read this yet, by the way. You are a constant inspiration to me. Oh, mum, you're making me, oh, right. You're going to cry on a live stream. No, I meant streaming. like you're making me big myself up. Oh, streaming. Oh. <laughs> um, notwithstanding all that you go through, both physically and mentally on a daily basis, you have generously helped me through my own difficult journey. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. In addition, you have introduced me to your fabulous friend. Some of the nicest people I have had the privilege to meet, they too have brought such richness to my life. Rochelle, I am grateful for your partnership with Rosie. Such a special thing. You know about friendship. I am grateful for Invisible Cabaret. Oh, stop! I know! (laughs) Oh, you got her, (laughs) Mum! Right in the field. <laughs> it's been a heavy day. <laughs> oh, bless you. Oh, you are a fabulous friend, though, thank Rosh, it's true. you. As are you. Mm, Queen thanks, Pam, she's, she's something else, she is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very true. Well, this has been a joy. We're going to carry on with our schedule of every other week. It might be a bit unorthodox, but it's what works for our mental health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but please get pumped, um, burlesque babes especially, because it's going to be really, really interesting. And in the meantime, we're on our socials, as per usual. Um, feel free to drop us a DM anytime you feel grateful, because we just sort of put them in the grateful pot and then do them in the next episode coming up. So anytime is time to get grateful. If we leave you with anything, let us leave you with the idea that no matter how small the uh, action you take for your mental health or for somebody else's, you never know just how big the effect in a positive sense it's going to be. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Be kind to yourselves. Bye. This has been the Invisible Cabaret Podcast, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do be sure to share it with a friend and let us know that you've enjoyed it on one of our many socials. We're passionate about stripping away stigma with as many people as possible, and hearing feedback about the things that you and your friends have enjoyed listening to brings us nothing but joy. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search Invisible Cabaret.